What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. For those of you who listened to the last episode, I still have not got the new cord for my microphone. So we're using the backup mic for hopefully this to be the last episode that we're using the backup mic where the quality probably isn't quite as good as it has been in the past, but content must go on. I've got to keep getting stuff out for you guys and to keep myself busy throughout the day. So we are just going to keep moving right along. Today is going to be another Q&A podcast. I've gotten a few questions over the last week or so that we're going to go through, help you guys out in your journeys. It's all tactical stuff, a lot of nutrition-based stuff. And I don't think there's actually any training stuff in here. Yeah, mostly everything in here today is going to be based around nutrition. So fat loss, um, different types of diets, different types of things for you to focus on inside of your nutrition to be able to go out and create the best results possible. So hopefully I'll open your minds a little bit to some different philosophies and maybe some myths and different things that you've heard in the past and just believe because somebody maybe once told you and it's construed your outlook on what nutrition actually is and what it takes to create those results that you're looking for. So we're going to talk about all that as well as I always mention this, but if you guys want to leave questions for future Q&A podcasts, you can always drop them in my DM on Instagram. That's always linked down below or else my email address is always linked down below as well. You can go in there, shoot me a, uh, shoot me a question, whatever it may be. I'll answer you back via email, um, really helping you as much as I can through an email and then if it's a question that will help people on the podcast as well, I'll bring those questions on the podcast. And I've gone away from um, shouting out people's names with the questions that they ask just because I don't know if you guys want me saying your names or not. So just understand if you do ask a question and I do bring it onto the podcast, it's not I'm not going to exploit you and, and say your name or anything like that. I'm just going to leave it uh, the names out of it. Just the questions that I feel are going to help the most amount of people are the ones that we'll talk about during the during the ap- actual episode. So with all of that, appreciate you guys for tuning in. And let's just hop into the Q&A. Question number one is, do you recommend intermittent fasting? And as with most things when it comes to nutrition, it depends. Everybody... I don't think everybody should do intermittent fasting and I don't think intermittent fasting in itself is a way to produce results. Actually, it's not that I don't think it is. I know that it isn't. You have to understand the principles to any nutrition plan before you start implementing methods. And intermittent fasting is just a method to help you stick to the principles. The principles when it comes to your nutrition, especially if your goal is fat loss, is being inside of a caloric deficit. So your energy balance, you got to burn more calories per day than you eat consistently to use that fat as fuel to lose fat and get leaner. Number two, you've got to be eating enough protein, generally anywhere from 0.75 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. What this is going to do is support your lean muscle tissue and preserve your lean muscle tissue. So as you lose weight, you're losing inside of that caloric deficit, you're losing weight from fat and not from lean muscle so that you don't end up getting that skinny fat look and getting losing weight, but not ultimately looking the way that you want to look where you're more toned and defined and lean, more of an athletic look. You just kind of, your skin's a little bit saggier. You don't look as good as you thought you would as you lost the weight. So those are the principles to nutrition. So to create that caloric deficit, you could use intermittent fasting to aid in staying consistent with that deficit. 
that is why intermittent fasting can be beneficial. It's not that intermittent fasting is magic and just skipping breakfast is the best, is a magic pill to be able to lose fat. It has nothing to do with eating breakfast or not eating breakfast. It has to do with being able to eat more food later in the day to keep you more satiated going to bed so that you're not, so that you're able to adhere to the caloric deficit for longer. I myself, I think I've, I've had this question on here before and I mentioned this, but I use intermittent fasting when I'm in a fat loss phase and in, in a caloric deficit as well. So just because I'm not super hungry in the morning, so just skipping that first meal and pushing it back to 11 or 12 in the day is just an easier way for me to not really worry about breakfast. I'll just have a coffee, a little bit of a stimulant to suppress my appetite even more to push that first meal back so that I can have two to three big meals later on in the day so I can go to bed feeling satisfied and in the mornings I'm more clear-headed and not full from food. It keeps me a little clear so I can work a little bit easier and stay focused more. But again, that's just me. It works for me. If somebody has an appetite when they work, when they wake up in the morning, I'm not going to suggest, well, you need to do intermittent fasting. If they're hungry, they should eat something. Or if you are somebody who's been prone to binging, intermittent fasting is a bit of a restriction. And so if you've been in a binging situation or had problems with binges in the past, adding a restriction in the morning and telling yourself you can't eat in the morning and you have to push that first meal back can sometimes create mental cues in your head that will lead to getting back into that binge cycle again. So just understand that Intermittent fasting isn't good, it isn't bad, it's a method to use to stick to the principle of sticking to a caloric deficit, hitting your protein goal every day, staying more satisfied, being able to have bigger meals, um, eating foods that you enjoy more that might be a little bit more caloric dense to be able to stay in your deficit because you're you're subtracting those calories in the morning and you're able to add them in later in the day. And a lot of people, when it comes to intermittent fasting, will talk about like the importance and the benefits of having just like a specific eating window so they'll give them like time ratio so a lot of people will run like an 8 16 to where they eat they have an eight hour window where they eat and they have a 16 hour fast that's just to help them again have that smaller window so they have to end up ultimately consuming less calories because they only have that eight window period to consume those calories in at the same time if mentally it gives you if it just helps you to think well i don't have to digest food for 16 hours, it's, it's giving my body a break, then then sure, you can go about it that way. Is it really benefiting you that much to give your body a, a break for just a 16-hour time period? I haven't seen a whole lot of research to support that. There has been research shown that there's been sp- certain types of benefits if you're doing a longer fast that can last anywhere from like 24 to 36 to 48 hours. There's some benefits there when it comes to your digestion. But doing like an 8 to 16, there's not like any real supportive data out there saying that it's going to be healthier for you in the long run. So again, if you want to do intermittent fasting to help you stick to the principles of your caloric deficit, hitting your protein goal every day and staying satiated so that you stay more consistent, then by all means do it. But if you're if you're just going into intermittent fasting and you're not paying attention to your caloric intake, you're not paying attention to your protein intake and you're just doing it because you think that's that's what creates the result is just by having a specific eating window to eat in you're you're not going to end up with the results that you want and you're probably going to end up frustrated at the end and wonder why that that didn't work for you so i hope that helps all right moving on to question number two i struggle with self-discipline i start out good and then fall off after a few weeks any tips i myself had this exact same problem for the first two probably two or three years when i first got into nutrition i learned about calories i learned about being in a caloric deficit to get leaner um 
when it came to nutrition, I would stay on point throughout the entire week. Be really, really good. Stick to my calories, be, make really good progress, get in all my workouts. And then the weekends would come around and I would just blow it. I would have a bad Friday night out with friends, probably doing a little bit too much partying, to be honest. And then hang out with friends on Saturday. We'd eat like crap, do the same thing on Sunday and, and get back to all, just get back to it on Monday. And that would happen over and over and over until I got to a point where I decided that I got sick of putting in all this hard work through the week just to throw it away on the weekend. And so what I did is I found some accountability. I actually, and shameless plug, I hired somebody online to help me stay accountable. If I was paying somebody to help me, they were going to help keep me accountable to what I was doing. It was no longer me being able to give myself excuses in my head and validate them. I was going to have to give somebody else those excuses for things that I knew were bullcrap and just so that I could have short-term gratification in going out to parties, seeing a bunch of people, doing things that I ultimately didn't really care about that much, but was doing it more out of insecurity and to be a part of something instead of doing the things that I knew that I really wanted and was nervous about maybe other people's thoughts of those things that I wanted. So I was nervous that people might think I'm a loser if I didn't have friends to go out with. Um, I was sitting home on a weekend. It almost make, make me insecure because I'm not out with friends doing something fun because I was more worried about my fitness goals and staying on track with what I was doing. And so I don't know why I went on that rant at the start of this question, but I guess it just brought up that emotion in me and brought me back to, to when that happened. But to answer your question, if you're having a hard time staying disciplined in what you're doing, you need to find some accountability from somebody. That doesn't have to be from a coach. I recommend a coach because that's somebody's going to be able to educate you and teach you why you're doing the exact things that you're doing and make that um, – Make the process a little bit easier so it might not be so strict by adding in some nutritional periodization where you're adding in diet breaks and these different things to individualize to your lifestyle to make things ultimately easier in the long run. But even if it's not a coach, even if you can just get accountable with somebody, if somebody else is going to do it with you, if somebody's going to get check in on you and ask how things are going, just so that somebody is there to where you have to speak your excuses that you're making for yourself out loud so that you can actually realize how full of shit you really are when you're talking to yourself. So that is number one. You need some sort of accountability from somebody. And number two is find your why. If you're doing this, why are you doing it? Is, do you have a valid reason? Is it a vanity, a vanity thing to where like you just want a six-pack? If it's just that, you don't want a six-pack bad enough to sacrifice the things that you're going to have to sacrifice to stay on track for the long haul. And so you've got to figure out what it really is. Go deeper than that. Is it just a six pack? Is it to, for maybe like a wedding, you're getting ready for a wedding. Is it just because ultimately how you feel about yourself and you're sick of it. You want to feel better. You want to look better. You want to be more confident just for yourself and stick to your word. Finally, you have to have those hard conversations with yourself before you're going to get disciplined with anything. You have to get to the root of why you're actually doing it and use that as your fuel. Let that sink in. You've got to get to the root of what you're doing and use that as your fuel. Is it really because you just want a six-pack or is it because you're insecure about the way that you look right now? Which one is it? If it's more because you're insecure about the way you look right now and you want to make change, well, there's a stronger why. It's not about a six-pack. It's about getting out of the situation that you're in now. That's going to keep you more disciplined. 
and things like that. The, again, these are the things, as I bring these up, this is the stuff that was going on in my head at those times that kind of flipped the switch to be like, to understand this is what I truly wanted and I wanted to do it for me because it's something that I told myself that I wanted back in the day and I would make up these bullshit excuses and then ultimately end up with less less self-confidence in myself because I wasn't sticking to my word of what I truly knew what I wanted to do. I was making these excuses to go out and to party and do these different random things that were not supporting my goals. So until I learned to get some discipline and really truly understand what I wanted and why I wanted it, I'll be honest about why I wanted it. I wanted it because at some point I had a dream of opening a gym. At some point I had a dream of online coaching. All of these things that I'm doing now like I started to realize those are the things I really want. So I have to walk the walk as much as I'm going to talk the talk. And same thing for you. If you can't say discipline, like have that hard conversation. What is at the root of your do what you're doing and why why are you doing it? And if it's as important to you as you think it is, which I'm sure that it is, but you have to have that tough conversation first then you're at a spot where you can stick to it. And then you can go out and get some accountability from somebody and be honest about why you're doing what you're doing and you're real with yourself, that you're gonna be much more likely to stick to it. You have to start taking yourself seriously first. And somebody else will take you seriously. You can get accountability. You can start to gain more and more knowledge, start to optimize things and get them to where you wanna be. That doesn't mean that you have to be like me where I bring up how I wanted to open a gym and be a coach. It might not be that, but there's other reasons. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's just your own insecurities. Maybe it's how you've always felt. Just these different things. Get to the bottom of that and understand if, if you're okay with where you're at truly or if you truly want to make a change for yourself. And then things will start to start to change and you'll take on this different mindset to where you'll realize that doing the things that are getting you off track are more of a sacrifice than actually just sticking to what you want to do and going out and creating the results that you know you can create for yourself to create a better life for yourself in the long run. So that's deep, but a lot of time that's what people need to hear. The biggest problem people have when it comes to fitness is, is self-discipline and sticking the course. I work with this inside with my clients all the time. We're always talking about their why, what, why they're doing what they're doing why they aren't disciplined, what excuses are they giving themselves so we can break those things down and really understand at the core what's happening to make the correct adjustments and switch the mindset to realize that all these things that you're doing that are stopping you from getting to your goal, that's actually the real sacrifice. And if you stop doing that and get to doing what you need to be doing to get to where you want to be, you're ultimately going to end up being so much happier and so much more fulfilled and confident in yourself that way than you would be by making the excuses and doing the things that you're doing. So I'm going to start rambling about this. Hopefully that hits home and really helps you. Question number three. Do you think people should always track their calories for weight loss? I think if you have never tracked calories before, you don't know portions and how much you're eating, getting started, the best place that you can get started is by tracking calories. That doesn't mean that you're gonna to have to track calories for the rest of your life, but to start producing the result that you want and really understand nutrition and your body and why it is the way now and how to get it to where you want it to be, you have to understand calories and portions. Until you can do that and understand, look at food from more of an energy perspective rather than healthy or bad, you'll really start to understand the backside of nutrition and 
why your body composition is the way that it is now and how to get it to where you want to be and then how to maintain that new composition of your goal weight of wherever that is to be able to maintain it and not ultimately end up back where you were before. That's what you'll see with people. Let's say somebody goes on a keto diet. They cut out carbs completely. That's great. They're not going to really have to count calories because taking out an entire macronutrient like that, you're automatically going to eat a lot less calories than day, which is most likely going to put you inside of a caloric deficit. It's not that keto is magic, just like when we were talking about intermittent fasting. It's that keto helps keep you in a caloric deficit because you can't eat carbs, and so your calories are automatically dropped a lot. But let's say you're eating keto and you realize you don't want to eat keto for the rest of your life. You've eaten that way for a good amount of time. Let's say you've lost 30, 40 pounds eating that way. When you get done and if you don't realize the reason you lost all that weight was because you're actually in a caloric deficit and it wasn't just because you cut carbs, when you try to go back to eating like a normal person, you're just going to add those carbs back in, probably keep the rest of your meals the same and ultimately end up putting on weight because your calorie, your calorie intake has gone way up. You didn't realize the reason that you had lost weight was because of your caloric intake. It wasn't because that carbs were bad or anything like that. And so where I'm going with this is Calories are the most important. So if you're new, if you don't understand nutrition and how your body composition is formed, I absolutely think you need to start by counting calories. Now, once you get more experienced and you've been tedious with counting, weighing out your foods for the first while, and you really start to understand portions and how things work and the sizes of things and the different um, calories and different types of foods and all these things, well, then once you've been doing it for three, six, nine months, even up to a year, and you've got a lot of experience, you know, you just know what you're doing and feel comfortable with it, then you can pull back from having to track calories meticulously in MyFitnessPal or something like that. You can kind of pull back and start to estimate things in your head. You're still always going to need to have a rough understanding in your head of how much you're eating every single day, but you're not going to necessarily have to always track. And especially if you want to create a goal, this is what I do with my clients. So if they have a fat loss goal, they're trying to lose, let's say, 20 pounds. So what we'll do is we'll take anywhere from however long it's going to take, 12 to 24 weeks roughly. If it's 20 pounds, we'll take around 24 weeks for that is what it would would take. That's a little bit of a slower process, but it's not going to take the full 24 weeks to create the 20-pound loss, probably somewhere between 12 to 16 weeks roughly for most people. Not everybody. It depends on the metabolism and different other factors. But let's say 12 to 16 weeks, then that remaining part, we've lost the 20 pounds, Now, instead of having, and we counted calories doing it, but now as we go back up to a maintenance, we can start to slowly take away the tracking and just start estimating more inside of our heads so we're not always having to track the calories. So you're not meticulously always on a phone tracking calories because you start to understand what's in everything so you can really eyeball things and know how much you're consuming intuitively rather than having to actually track it. But at the core of everything, it comes down to calories in versus calories out. You always need a rough estimate in your head of your energy. If you're trying to gain weight, you've got to eat more than you're burning. If you're trying to maintain weight, you've got to be eating around the same amount of calories as you're burning. And a good indicator for that, you can maintain, I do this when I'm in a maintenance mode, I am right now, I'm not meticulously tracking calories every day. I'm just going by my hunger levels for the most part, listening to my body. When I'm hungry, I'll eat. When I feel like I'm full, I'm done eating. And I'll just continue in that sense. And I stay around a maintenance because my body's telling me when I'm hungry, when I'm full, I'm listening. I'm not eating past fullness and I'm not starving myself when I'm hungry. That will put you around, your body will start to auto-regulate and you'll get to a point where you can do that and you'll stay right around a maintenance. If I ignored my hunger cues or my fullness cues and would eat past satiety, 
then I would start to gain weight if I was doing that consistently. If I would always stay slightly hungry, that's probably going to put me in a deficit and I'll start to lose weight over time because I'm never fully satisfying myself. So you can start to auto-regulate it in terms of like that once you get more and more experience. But if you're just beginning, you need to really learn the basics and understand calories and portions and different things like that that's going to take the investment up front of meticulously counting your calories for the first, like I said, three, six, nine, twelve months, depending on the individual, and do things that way. Even for myself, when I go into a fat loss phase now, I've been tracking calories now for eight to ten years. When I go into a fat loss phase, I'll still track calories from trying to be in a caloric deficit, just so I can be that much more accurate and not waste any time. I'll know what I'm doing. I'm hitting the numbers that I need to hit, and I know it's going to produce the result that I want to produce without the guesswork or any wasted time. So. Hopefully that helps. I don't think that you have to count calories. I think if you never have and you don't understand your body's energy expenditure and, and how things work in that sense, I think counting calories is the foundation to understand, to get away from it in the future once you gain more experience. So hopefully that answers your question. All right, I was going to keep going because I do have a few more questions here, but I forgot that I have a client call that's going to be up in the next 10 minutes, so I've got to hop on the phone. So we are going to shut down this episode right here. I only answered three questions, but I do have a few more questions here that I will jump into next week. If you would like to leave some questions so that I can help you out the best that I can, and I'll potentially bring those those questions on the podcast if I feel like they'll help other people too, you are more than welcome. Go leave those in my inbox, the link's down below, and I will help you out the best that I can. I really do appreciate you guys for listening. If you did find some value from this and you feel like it might help somebody along in their journey, um, if they're able to listen to it, I'd really appreciate it if you guys would screenshot this episode, post on your IG story, tag me in the post, and I'll repost it on my story and send you a thank you message. So, yeah, that's all I got. Appreciate you guys. Sorry I only made the three questions, but I've got to take a phone call, so I'll talk with you soon.